Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Jake Paul grew up in Ohio and began his career as an internet personality by posting videos on the social media app Vine. Since then, he's moved on to YouTube and his channel features pranks and his rap music videos. He has also ventured into pursuing a professional boxing career. On this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast, Jake Paul recalls how he first got interested in boxing, how he grew on social media, and his sexual assault allegations. Hey, Jake. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Good, good. How you doing? Good. Just uh, busy, man. Non- nonstop, enjoying life. Are you Are you a late night guy? You an early morning guy? What do you What do you do? I'm I'm sort of both, unfortunately. So I, I uh, don't get a lot of sleep, but I like I like uh, the nighttime better. It's weird. I like wake up always like right when it hits 10 p.m. But then I have to drink coffee, you know, during the middle of the day. Yeah, yeah. You uh, and you're 24 now. How old are you now? I'm 24. Yep, yep. Okay, okay. That means you have that good young energy because uh, I think that's a uh, that, that's a beautiful thing right now to be able to uh, pick up and go whenever you want to. A hundred percent. I'm uh, I'm more more motivated than ever. I just feel like these years are are flying by. Like I just remember telling people like I was 18. Like it feels like I just blinked and here I am. Yeah. 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 Were you were you always an athlete? Like I, uh, I I first started paying attention when you knocked my man Nate Robinson cold, uh, which was cold. But uh, but that was the first time I really tuned in. Were you always a, a boxer? Were you always an athlete? Yeah, I uh, I grew up playing sports. Uh, I'm, I'm from a small town in, in Ohio and really all there was to do there was play football uh, or, or wrestle. Um, and so I grew up playing football, wrestling and uh, w- was super, super into it, wanted to go to the NFL, um, was training all the time, had a gym in my dad's basement, like a little makeshift gym um, where we'd be bench pressing and doing pull-ups. And uh, that's really all we had was athletics. And so dedicated, you know, my whole youth to that. And uh, the the wrestling component, you know, you, it's a one-on-one combat sport. And so 
when I transitioned into, into boxing, um, when I was around 20 years old, it was, it was an easy transition because it's sort of the same angle, the same mindset, and the training is just as hard. Did you go into the fight with Nate thinking you were going to win or you were like, I'm not sure, I'm still new to this? What, what did you think going into the ring? Uh, you know, I knew I was going to win for, for sure. Um, I, I predicted that I would knock him out in the first round as well. Uh, a lot of people, you know, think they can fight because they got into a, you know, in a, into a high school brawl in the locker room or in the hallway. Um, and boxing is, is completely different and it's not something you can learn to do, um, in six months, which is the, the amount of time that Nate Robinson had, um, where, whereas I, I had been doing it for like two and a half years at that point. Um, and my coaches always told me like, man, you have some natural ability, like you, you are really good at this sport for how long you've been doing it. And, and what and what is your edge, um, Jake? Is it is it the power in your punch? Is it your hand speed? Do you do you move well? Do you do you duck and 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 bob and weave well? What do you think gives? Because Nate Robinson was not a trained boxer, but he was a former professional NBA player. You know, he played college football. His dad was a college football star, and I think played in the pros a little bit. So you know, he was on the surface, you know, a serious athlete. But, but you just, you laid him out, you know, like he was a regular guy. Yeah, I, I think it, it it comes in my preparation. I think I prepare better than anyone else out there. My my hard work and dedication, you know, the, there's a saying uh, from the Art of War, the book. It's like, it says, every battle is won before it's fought. And it, it's it's so true. And so, you know, in the lead up to the fight in my training camp, the dedication I have is unparalleled. And uh, I, I think that's really my, my special advantage. And I, I'm a lot bigger and, you know, I have that Ohio strength. You know, we grew up bailing hay and chasing cows around and riding four wheelers and digging holes into the ground. And so I have this like natural strength as a kid. And uh, when you combine that with, with working hard and I have a great team, I, I have some of the best coaches um, who have been in boxing their whole entire lives. And so I'm able to learn a lot from them. Um, and, and so I give a lot of credit to, to my coach, BJ Flores. And um, yeah, I just, I think I just want it more than everyone else because when I'm going into that ring, everyone wants to see Jake Paul get knocked out. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to let that happen. Huh. Jake, what did your mom and dad do when you were growing up? What kind of work did they do? Um, my dad had a number of jobs um, and my parents got divorced at, a, at an early age. So there was sort of like two households. Uh, and my dad was always like blue collar worker, um, you know, doing a little bit of real estate here and there. Um, but he, he, you know, he had a roofing um, job where he would, you know, put the, put the shingles on and uh, clean gutters. Um, and he sort of dragged me and my brother along and would, we would always be helping him with, with, uh, his projects. And then my mom, uh, was, was a nurse, um, in the ICU unit. Um, so, uh, yeah, just blue collar background and, and, uh, my parents just always taught me like, Hey, work hard and, you know, and, and show up every single day and you're going to become successful. And, and what was little Jake like? Like if, if you and I had been buddies at eight, 10 years old, 
were you a loud kid? Were you a quiet kid? Were you, you know, would you have had, would we have been talking about comic books? Like, what would we have been doing if we were buddies back in uh, Ohio when we were eight or 10 years old? Um, yeah, so, so my nickname uh, is, is the problem child. And so that's, that's sort of where it comes from is my youth. You know, I was always uh, just having fun, playing, playing sports, getting into a little bit too much trouble. Um, and I liked video games a lot. I, I was amazing at Call of Duty. Like, uh, me and my friends would seriously spend hours every single day. There was a point where, you know, like every single match we played, we would be getting nukes. Um, and, uh, man, we were, we were really good at that football wrestling. Um, and just, you know, just hanging out. Like, I'm a bro's bro at the end of the day. Um, you know, drinking beers, causing some ruckus. Right. Now, what's, what, in your mind, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? What's the craziest, most inappropriate thing Jake Paul's ever done? Man, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's a, that's a tough question. I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've done a lot of crazy stuff for my YouTube videos when I was a vlogger and I vlogged every single day, you know, because, I had this audience of 10 to 15 million people watching my videos every single day. And so I had to be entertaining. Otherwise they would stop watching. Um, and so the ideas and pranks and things that, that we would come up with uh, are, are nuts. Like one that comes to mind is like, I took my friend's car, uh, lowered it into a pool with an excavator told him about it. He comes outside freaking out. And then I bought him a new car. Um, so <laughs> just things like that happening almost every single day for, for two years straight while I was a, while I was a YouTuber. And when did you take off Jake? When was the first time somebody walked up to you who you didn't know? And were like, Hey, are you Jake Paul? Like when was the first time you really kind of felt like you kind of broke through a little bit? That, uh, yeah, I think the first time, um, was when I was about 15 years old and I was walking through the mall with my friends and someone recognized me from my vine videos. Um, and, and it was this crazy, crazy thing. And they're like, do you want a picture? Or they asked me if you have a picture. Um, and I was just sort of like blown away. I was like, okay, like, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I think that was the first time I've ever got, got recognized in public. And when was the first time you put real money in your pocket because of all this, Jake, because, you know, lots of people do it, but few people really put put real money away. When did you like really start to see real money in your bank account or in your pocket? You know, um, I I, uh, I used to landscape, you know, and, and would help my dad out. And so I would make like ten dollars an hour. Um, sorry, I think someone. Boom. So I, I would make like ten dollars an hour, fifteen dollars an hour doing different jobs. Um, and I remember I was 15 or 16 years old when I did my first vine brand deal and, uh, they paid me like $500 to, to promote their app. And to me, that was like the craziest thing in the world. Um, and, and from there, it just kept on growing and growing and growing and, you know, $500 turned into a thousand and then a thousand turned into 5,000. And it was sort of this snowball effect now for, for the past um, eight years, but it's been honestly a crazy journey. And I always tell people, I'm like, 
if I can do it, like someone else can, someone else should be able to figure out how to do it because, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm just a kid from Ohio. Right. And I, I work really hard and I, I dedicate my life to this, but um, I, I think that's sort of my, uh, the, the message I want to spread is like, look, pick something you love, dedicate your life to it and don't take no for an answer. And you could probably become successful. Hey Jake, what is all that noise in the background with you? I, yeah, my, my brother, uh, <laughs> my brother brought, brought his parrot in inside here. Um, so his, his parrot honestly doesn't, um, ever be quiet. Logan. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to see if we can move the parrot back outside here. He, uh, He's looking right at me and just making a lot of noise. I don't think he likes this interview. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to bring the uh, bring the camera over. Look, hey, 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 let me see what the parent looks like. Say hi. Oh, now you're shy. <laughs> now you're shy. That's uh, Sir Gray is is his name. How how, how far apart are you and Logan in age? Um, he is like almost exactly two years older than me. And what, and what were you guys like coming up? Were you guys close? Were you guys battling all the time? What, what was it like? Um, we, yeah, we've always been uh, like best friends, but each other's biggest competitors. Um, and we always are just pushing each other, uh, you know, and, and we're very competitive, but at the same time, we're, we're super supportive of each other. Um, and you know, when he does things and becomes successful, it only, it only benefits me. And so, uh, we've actually, you know, come to a place in our life where our relationship is better than ever. And, um, we're, we're, you know, just doing a lot more things together, which is really, really exciting. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. 
Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What would happen if you and, and Logan uh, strapped up? Who would uh, who would win? Um, honestly, I think I would win. <laughs> 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 He's like in the other room. Um, I mean, look, I'm undefeated, uh, and I've had more fights, you know. But uh, he, I think it'd be a great fight, and who knows? It it might actually happen one day. I, I think. So many people want that to happen, um, and it could be interesting. I, I don't know. That would be kind of crazy. I bet that would sell out in a heartbeat. For sure. Paul versus Paul. For sure. Um, you know, I don't think there's ever been a, a group of – or, like, two brothers who are boxers that actually fought each other. So, um, you know, we're all about being different and doing things different. So, you know, it, it could happen. Now, what do you think is going to happen to your brother when he tries to fight arguably the greatest pound-for-pound fighter of the last 50 years, Floyd Mayweather, who granted is older and effectively in retirement, but but what's the possibility that he gets his spine broken or something? <laughs> uh, that, that definitely won't happen. You know, I think, I think he has a good shot at winning this thing. You know, and if anybody could do it, it's going to be Logan. Floyd is retired. I think he's underestimating Logan. Wait, 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 Jake. You're a smart guy. I know you love your brother, <laughs> but all right, but 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 let's speak the truth between us. <laughs> if this was all your money, so I was betting all your money and all your crypto money, so all of it, all of it, oh, all God. of it. <laughs> if I was betting all your money, who would you bet on? I would bet on Logan Paul. Oh. <laughs> Take my money, baby. Take my money if he loses. But look, the <laughs> odds of the odds are, are are in in Floyd's favor. So when Logan wins, I'm gonna make so much money. <laughs> okay. But look, I've never I've never betted on fights. Okay, so any anything can happen in a fight, and that's why I don't think. And I don't even think like you know I, I I'm staying away from that. So. Um, <laughs> but this is what I was trying to explain is like the reason why I believe in my brother is because Floyd's older, he's coming out of retirement and he's a lot smaller. I think the size advantage is something that people aren't talking about. I'm seeing Logan spar these shorter guys in, in practice and these guys are really good and they can't even reach him with, with their arms because he's literally powering over them. And so how tall, how, tall, how tall is Logan? He's about 6'2". And how tall is Floyd? I think he's like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, oh, interesting. So you think it makes that big a difference. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, and look, the, uh, the other massive thing that people aren't talking about here is that it's a six-round fight. So all of Floyd's fights are 12 rounds, right? And you see what happens with Conor McGregor, where Conor comes out, starts really fast against Floyd, is winning those early rounds and then uh, uh, eventually falls behind because he gets tired. 
And so Logan's not going to have the chance to get tired here in a, in a six round fight. And I think that's why he can, he can pull off the decisive victory. All right. So what would happen if you went and tried to fight MMA? Do you think you could, uh, you could fight someone like Conor McGregor or, uh, or, or others. And, uh, if you, if you tried to fight MMA or, or is that just a different beast? Different beast, man. Diff- totally different beast. Just, just like with these MMA fighters, you know, coming into boxing, I mean, Connor's really been the only one to do it along with Ben Askren and both are own one. Um, so it, it, they're both two different sports and, um, boxing, you know, I, I, but I'm a boxer for a reason, you know, there's more money in boxing. And to me, I just like the sport better. Huh. Um, uh, Jake, who do you learn from? Like who, who have you learned from either you admired from afar or you read about, or maybe even who, you know, and who's been kind of quietly tutoring you? Who do you, who's in your inner circle? Who's in your kitchen cabinet? Um, I, I think Mike Tyson has given me a lot of great advice and he's such a smart guy and has so much wisdom. And I've had amazing conversations with him, you know, when, when the cameras are off and he's really sort of taken me under his wing a bit. Um, and really believed in me even before the Nate Robinson fight, uh, which is why he gave me the opportunity to be a part of that card. Um, and so I, I really look up to the guy and he's, he's a legend and he's been through so much and have the utmost respect for him. Interesting. Give me an example of something that you've learned from him. Um, he was talking to me a lot about uh, how, you know, when you start to gain all the, the success, all these riches, you know, you're the, you're one of the biggest prize fighter, all these girls, all these business people, all these managers, agents, they're going to start coming out of the woodworks and, you know, they're going to want to have their hands in your pockets. And, um, and there's a lot of sharks out there and he's like, man, just keep your, keep your circle small and, and trust, trust very, very few amount of people and keep your eyes on the prize. Um, you know, I, th- I think he was telling me, like, he-, he lost a little bit of focus and started spending money like crazy. And uh, th- that sort of led led to a part of his decline. And he was like, every boxer ever makes all this money and ends up messing it all up. And so he was talking to me a lot about finance and just saving my money and being smart with everything that I, that I have going on. Hey, um, uh, you recently got into it with Floyd. You snatched his hat. <laughs> now, I mean, I mean, Jake, I mean, there's one thing to support your brother. There's another thing to snatch a man's hat. Was that pre-planned? Were you, like, trying to get his goat? What happened? Um, it, no, it, it actually wasn't planned. You know, he was, talking, um, he was talking to me at the press conference, and I didn't have a microphone, so I wasn't able to defend myself. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this guy's hat. Um, and man, I let me tell you, I have never seen a grown man that mad uh, for for somebody taking their hat. Uh, but I didn't expect that reaction. I just knew, you know, I just knew. Um, sorry, my headphone fell. I just knew that that moment would uh, just be iconic and. Look, at the end of the day, it's the show business. So I'm in the business of marketing myself and marketing fights. And 
you know, while it was crazy, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that I do are, are very calculated and, um, and thought out <laughs> at least for a couple of seconds. And look at the end of the day, I, I turned that moment into merchandising. Um, and I started selling gotcha hats, gotcha hat merchandise, t-shirts. Um, we're even going to be doing, uh, like temporary tattoos of gotcha hat to match the tattoo that I got. Um, so, you know, it's all just, it's all just a troll at the end of the day. Now, now do you have people come up to you in the streets sometimes trying to pick a fight in bars, et cetera, or are you always surrounded by bodyguards at this point? Yeah, no, I, I'm always surrounded by bodyguards, but you know, uh, I've, I've never had any problems. In fact, quite the opposite. You know, I have, people right coming up to me all the time being like you're gonna kill conor mcgregor like you're gonna kill nate diaz ben Askren's an idiot nate robinson's an idiot like we love you like team paul so it's actually a lot it's always it's always positive and i uh i have kids now uh coming up to me here in in, in puerto rico and uh like a group of kids comes up to me and is like got your hat and they all start like laughing and like running away. And, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, man. Uh, Jake, where do you think you're going to be 10 years from now, 15 years from now? I'm trying to envision, uh, Jake Paul at, at 34, 35 or Jake Paul at 40. What, what do you see? Wow. Um, I mean, I, I think I'll, I'll have a family somewhere on a ranch uh, with a beautiful wife and kids and be raising some horses and some goats and uh, just living my best life. But I think I'll, I'll, I'm a business person at the end of the day. You know, I have a, I have a venture capital fund already. Um, and so I think I'll be investing my uh, athletic earnings into startup companies, into crypto and, uh, you know, maybe maybe creating a startup or, or, or consumer products um, and maybe even acting. You know, like I, I started off as, a, as an actor and I, I love it. So uh, ideally, um, you know, I'm doing big box office movies uh, in, in Hollywood. Oh, interesting. So, so who would you say is your hero or if you had a couple of heroes, who's on your Mount Rushmore? I think uh, Drake, uh, Elon Musk, uh, Will Smith, and... Who else is up there? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really even sure. Um, but yeah, I look. I look up to those guys. Interesting. For some reason, I thought you were going to put the Rock in there. I don't know why, but I think because you said translating from athletics to box office. For some reason, I thought you were going to put the Rock in there. No, he's dope. Uh, he he is someone I look up to as well. Um, and he's done an amazing job in his career and his businesses. And the dude's, a, the dude's a hustler. You know, I see that. And he was a football player just like me. So uh, he actually, he actually should be on my Mount Rushmore. Throw, throw him in, <laughs> throw him in. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Now, Jake, you know, I got a lot of pushback from one of the people I respect the most. She was upset that I was even talking to you. Uh, She was upset about the sexual assault allegations. And she was like, why are you giving dude a platform? What do you say to her and others who see some of the sexual assault allegations from not one but several people and say, you shouldn't be you, you shouldn't be giving him a platform? Look, I I, uh, I completely respect her opinion. And, you know, um, everyone can have their own thoughts on the situation. And look, from the outside looking in, people don't know me. They don't know my character. They, they don't know whether that's true or not, right? And so they're going to form their own opinion, and, and they have every right to. However, it's like the people around me, the, my mom, my dad, my brother, they know my character, my best friends. And so when something like that comes out and, it, and it's completely false, a completely made up story, and it's all wrapped up into this New York Times hit piece uh, to try and take Jake Paul down, of course, it, it looks really bad. And, and those damages are irreparable. And it's something that, you know, when you Google Jake Paul, it will pop up there for the, for the rest of my life, um, un- unfortunately. Um, and the only way to, you know, go, go about my life is to continue on. And my character for, from, for years to come will have to, and it will shine through and and it'll show to the rest of the world. Like, okay, this is, this guy is a good kid, but I understand like the severity of the, the allegations. Um, and I understand why a lot of, a lot of women would, you know, be like, Hey, you know, we don't want to be associated with that guy. You shouldn't associate with that guy. Um, but the bottom line is 
uh, I, I'm a, a victim here of uh, a girl who made up a situation and, and lied. And it's happened to, you know, tons and tons and tons of celebrities. Um, and like I said, all, all I can do is keep on being me. And at the end of the day, when I look myself in the mirror, I, I know I know that I did not do that and that she is lying and, and she is trying to get clout off of me to promote her businesses, which she did. And so it is what it is. And all I can do is keep on keep on trucking. Jake, if you did do it or if someone did what you're accused of, do you agree that they should be punished? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. No, no questions asked. And I think the, the, the issue with this, this girl is she is taking away from actual victims of misconduct. Like, I don't know. I don't get what makes someone wake up one day and say, Hey, I want to lie about this and, and make it up because that's, that's, it just, it's, it's, it's horrendous. Um, and it shouldn't be allowed because like I said, it takes away from the actual victims of sexual assault. But, but it's more than one woman who, who's alleged it, correct? They're, 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 I know of at least two women who've alleged it. Yeah, like I, I only know of one who, who has publicly come forward. Jake, how do you, you know, a lot of people will look on the outside and they will say he's entertaining, he's a really good businessman, he's, he's built a business in multiple areas now, he built it on YouTube, he's now building it in the boxing arena, maybe he'll go yet other places. But they'll say he just feels a little loud, a little boorish. What do you say to those folks? Uh, I, I agree. Uh, look, like, I, I come across as, a, uh, I come across as, like, this sort of almost a cringe character in some ways. Um, uh, arrogant is another vocabulary word. Uh, but at the end of the day, I know how to command attention. And everything I do is, is calculated. Um, and so if, if people are talking about you, you're, you're winning uh, no, no matter what. And I understand that I'm polarizing, but that's the angle I've, I've uh, chosen to go in and lean into it. And, um, you know, I, I'm still learning. I'm still growing up. I, I still have a lot of mistakes to make. Uh, I, I'm 24 years old and um, again, I'm still figuring out who I am. And I grew up in, in the spotlight, you know, a lot of people, my age are just figuring out, you know, they just got their degree and they're just figuring out what, where they're going to go work. I I've lived like 10 lifetimes. Um, and you know, I, I'm not perfect. I, I had no one to really guide me through this. My parents weren't, you know, rich and famous. So, uh, I'm just figuring it out as I go and making the best of it. And I'm also in the fight business, right? So uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be wild. I'm, I'm going to be loud. And uh, that's, uh, that's why I love this sport so much because it allows you to, to, to you know, be hype like that and talk and, you know, create, create a lot of answers. Hey, Jake, what would surprise people the most about being famous, if people could walk in your shoes, what would surprise them the most about what it's like to be you, be famous? What would surprise them the most? I think, A, like how hard it is. You know, it seems like it's like the the thing everyone wants is like Instagram followers and the blue check. It's a lot 
more difficult than anyone thinks. And you almost become like a victim of, of society and you're really not even able to live your life or, you know, I, let's say I wanted to go to McDonald's right now. Like I'd have to take three security guards with me. I can't just go sit there by myself and you really never have any alone time. Um, and I always joke around like with my friends and like, yo guys, like it's not the move to be famous. Like, figure out how to become wealthy and not be famous and no one knows who you are and that that's the the best the best thing possible honestly yeah um jake i want to do a little rapid fire here with you you mind if i do a rapid fire hit you with a few random questions let's do it um who's your most surprising celebrity friend who would it surprise people that you're friendly with this celebrity i i think either like bieber or drake nice Nice. Okay. Your favorite book. What's your favorite book? Um, the Only Easy Day Was Yesterday. It's a book about Navy SEALs. Interesting. Okay. Your favorite movie? Ooh, I would say Interstellar. Interesting. Uh, uh, what kind of parent do you think you will be? I think I will be the, like the cool parent. <laughs> uh, biggest mistake you've ever made so far? Uh, becoming famous. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, man, how much time do you have? I don't even know, man. A lot of them. A lot of them. <laughs> if you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would you love to have dinner with? I would say Michael Jackson or Elvis Presley or Benjamin Franklin. Sorry, I know. I, I listed so many names there. <laughs> interesting. Why, why each of those? That's an interesting group. I think um, because of how innovative they were in their time. And so I would just like want to see their mindset of like how they approach life and the way they thought about things in general, because they were also sort of like outcasts in a weird way um, and ruffled a lot of feathers and did things very differently. Um, so yeah, I just think it'd be interesting to talk to them. Who's the next Jake Paul? I don't, I don't think there is one, man. I, 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 uh, I don't think anyone could, could replicate this. I think they're, the next Jake Paul is, is someone who will become their own, um, will have their own sort of journey on a different path. Uh, your favorite TV series? Um, I don't really watch TV. Your favorite YouTube series? Old Greg. I don't know if people know what that is, but... <laughs> If you could live anywhere in the world besides the U.S., if you were going to live anywhere, where would you want to live? I would probably live in the uh, Maldives, Maldives, Maldives. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I've just seen pictures of it. It looks, it looks so beautiful. I also love Hawaii. If you had to, obviously you wouldn't want this to be true, but if you had to either be blind or be paralyzed from the waist down, which one would you do? I would be paralyzed. Interesting. Interesting. Um, uh, when you do something wrong, who's the person that's most able to set you straight? I think my mom. I think my mom is always on, on my back about things the most. Uh, sum up uh, Donald Trump in one word. Wow. Um, uh, uh, will you ever run for office? Yes, 100%. 2032 is the year that my brother and I are both eligible to run as president and vice president. Who's going to be president and who's going to be vice president? My brother's going to be president, for sure. 
I love that. I love that. Good, uh, good family belief. Um, uh, talk to me a little bit about last year, because last year was such a big year in terms of uh, Black Lives Matter and everything that happened. Did that impact you at all? Did you think about that? Did that influence you? Did that bring up any any insight, any thoughts, or was that just one of those things that was happening, but it didn't really penetrate your world? No, I, I, it penetrated my my world deeply, and you know, I think it, it was just a lesson uh, for everyone to, to realize that it's um, th- there's still so much racism that that exists, and it's not enough to to just be not racist anymore and now we all have to show other people like you can't you can't do this anymore this isn't acceptable and i think it became a, a lot of people in a, 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 you know it became their priority to help out in ending racism as much as we possibly could and i think that you know the beautiful thing about our generation is social media and the, and the power that it has to be able to spread uh, these ma- these messages. Um, Jake, knowing all that you know, and as you said, you know a lot about marketing, you know a lot about people, you've had access to more different kinds of people than most of us have, both in person and virtually. How would you make progress on these issues of systemic racism? Meaning, and I don't mean that like in a, I guess I'm asking if you were really trying to change it and you were really trying to get us to a better place, what one or two things do you think you would want to see done that actually would lead to real progress? I think it would start in, uh, in our education system and be something that is talked about more. Um, you know, it, it was never a topic when I went to school that was talked about. Um, and so I think it starts with our youth and, and the, the youth actually has the power to make the change. And I think this, you know, Gen Z and millennial generation wants to make that change. And, and you know, we all we all believe in it. Um, and so I, and I also think it's one step at a time. Right. This is a massive problem, a massive, massive problem that needs to be changed. And it's, you know, me, you, everybody just helping in any way we possibly can. And every little thing is going to add up over time. and. Uh, and hopefully, you know, things can be fixed. Um, Jake, I sometimes ask myself if we were to not just think about short term fixes, but think about, you know, America's next 250 years. So we've had 250. And if we started thinking about the next 250 and if we had a new constitutional convention and in addition to Washington and Jefferson and Hamilton, you know, what if we had, you know, uh, Paul and uh um, you know, Westbrook and Coates and Lakshmi and Gladwell and Musk and all these other people who are around the table trying to plan out what would be top on your list if you were helping plan America 2.0, if you were helping plan America's next 250 years, what would be one of the top things you'd want to see? That's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really, it's really tough to tackle that. I think getting everyone jobs and, you know, putting more money into people's pockets. You know, there's such a uh, difference in, in brackets, you know, from, from the wealthy to the poor. And I, I think there needs to be a way to make it 
you know, or level or level the playing field. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, money drives everything we do and it gives people the ability to have freedom or live the lives they want. And, uh, I, I think if more people had money, you'd see less crime, um, you know, and so many more people would be happier and there'd be these less, uh, you know, opioid addictions and the, the, the alcohol problem that's happening in the country. Have you seen people in your life be, uh, impacted by opioids? Um, I haven't seen it personally, but one of my close friends, um, you know, went through an opioid addiction and he has told me that, you know, the stories, the, 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 you know, what he had to actually go through to change his life around. Um, and man, it's like you, I, I give him all the, all the props in the world and, uh, sort of, sort of look up to him because, you know, he had this major problem and, and was able to, to overcome it and, and survive and, and find a, a, a better life. Um, so he, you know, he's taught me a, a lot and, uh, yeah, look up to him in that way. Um, Jake, what would surprise people to learn about you? Those who think they know you, what might surprise them to learn about you? I'm almost like shy and a bit like socially awkward and, um, sort of a quiet, like laid back person. Uh, and when I was in high school, I, I was sort of friends with all the different groups of people from the football team to the band to the cheerleaders to the math people um and i i think that's still how it is today like I, you know when i meet someone or out in public or at a social event you know i'm, I'm pretty much able to get along with with everyone and uh i would look i mean no one and I, I, I can say this uh, with certainty. No one can look at someone's Instagram or YouTube or what's said in the press and have a read on people. Um, so I just I've learned to, to never judge someone because when I look at what's said about me in the news and the articles and the videos and all the stuff that's out there and knowing who I actually am, I'm like, uh, I just should never judge people and I should actually get to learn them because things can get misconstrued and people can do things that, you know, maybe isn't actually who they are or part of their character. Um, and so, you know, I, I always just like to meet people to understand who and why and what they are. Hmm. Uh, Jake, Jake, where, uh, where do you go to find your peace? Um, I can appreciate how busy your life is. I assume there may be times when it's hectic, Maybe not always, and maybe you love, maybe you love, uh, you know, the the frenetic nature. But but if not, where do you go to find your peace? I think the boxing ring. Um, I just feel at home there, in the weirdest way. It, you know, like I, I step inside the ring, and it's like nothing else matters, and I can just be me and be with myself and focus on that exact moment you ever you ever scared in that ring i remember your boy mike tyson used to say everybody's got a plan till they get punched in the face you ever uh you ever get scared in the ring um no no i i you you can't 
you can't fight with fear. The, the person who fights with fear loses. Um, I, I would say I get excited to get into the ring on fight night because I've thought about it so many times and it's such a buildup of months and months and months of training that I'm just like, let's like, I just want to get this over with. Um, so I actually get excited to get into the ring and, uh, and look, if you're, if you're a mechanic, you're going to get dirty. If you're a boxer, you're going to get punched in the face. Um, and so if you're not able to take hits, then you shouldn't be a boxer. And fortunately for me, I, uh, like getting hit. It, it sort of drives the fight for me and it, it gets me more riled up and it turns it into a more of a chess match. Hey Jake, finally, what should I, what should I have asked you that I didn't ask you today? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not good at like questions and, uh, and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had a better answer for that. Well, you know what? I know that I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for coming. I appreciate you being here with me, and I appreciate you giving me this much time, and, and thank you for being so open. I appreciate it. 100%. No, thank you. Thank you for having me, and happy to come back whenever. And, uh, man, it was great. Yeah, yeah. All right, be safe in the ring, and uh, I got your hat. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> all right, my guy. I'll see you. Okay, be safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends to find us on the iHeart Podcast app or Apple Podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.